Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Scott and Paul's Rambling Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Scott and Paul's Rambling Podcast, being recorded on a Wednesday rather than a Tuesday. Paul, why is that? That's because I forgot to come in for the podcast on Tuesday, Scott. Yes. As you can see, um, I was, I'm very willing to throw Paul under the bus. Yes, I know. But And I would deserve it too. I would deserve it too. Yeah, this is after him when we were chatting on Friday about uh, how he believes we should be in the... Yeah, sorry. I, in the studio because when we record it on the phone at his house, which we're doing right now, we get too distracted. We do. But I am reminded of a, of another saying what we can use, needs must. You know, when someone of, when one of the team does something stupid like forgets to come in for the podcast, then we find ourselves in the situation we're in now. And uh, as viewers, the listeners may want to know, I've already given him heartfelt apologies for my absent-mindedness. So, sorry, Scott. I don't know if I can ever forgive you. A bit like Father Ted, I'm so, so sorry. <laughs> so, let's first talk about what we're up to during the week, like we usually do. Yeah, uh-huh. So, uh, should we tell people what we were doing on Friday? We should. We yeah, should. We were starting uh, the production on another short film, not my short film that we talk, we've talked about, or our friend Craig, who you remember, he's doing his yes. short film. He was helping uh, do the camera work on my film while I was directing, and now we're swapping over and doing the camera work on his film. And from what I remember on my side of it, it was about four hours of standing round, for about five minutes of camera footage. Yeah. Well, one, Craig forgot his card for the camera. And then when he went to all the college, it's only two minutes along the road to get one. His car? No. He could have been about a lot faster. But he got a card. That for a reason, the technician gave him a card with ten minutes of memory life on it, which is stupid. not enough. And so then I had to go back and get another one. So finally he got... Well, give us a chance to learn more lines and because yeah. we all had because we all had a part in it. it was me, you, Craig, uh, Sam, and uh, Craig's friend David. Yeah, he was playing. Was he playing Tommy? Tommy. My my character had an awfully strange name. Leon. Leon or Lion or some kind of silliness. Yeah. We had to record. Your first bit was being recorded outside, which was which was fine until we have some prick who thinks he's in Fast and Furious speeding by and screwing up the bloody sound. Yep. And then Craig deciding three times to change the actual shot. Yeah. First we were walking towards each other, then I was walking towards him, and then we finally decided, fuck it, we'll just film at the door. Yeah. And, and we well, we are we are filming right next to the road, so we need to find the. And plus, he's, he's, he's a first-time director, so... So we stopped, I rolled a cigarette, we filmed the scene. Yeah, it seems to be a false thing, you get 
he'll appear in a film as long as he gets to roll a cigarette or, I, or drink. That wasn't my idea. That was Craig's idea. No, but you do. You seem to. Well, I, I, I saw the sense. Why would someone be randomly standing outside a bar unless they were smoking a goddamn cigarette or on the phone? Mm-hmm. And I have no one I want to talk to on the phone that wasn't there. <laughs> so I smoked the cigarette. Where's your sense of imagination, Phil? I have none. You're supposed to be an actor, for God's sake. I need to be drunk for imagination, and most of the time when I'm drunk, imagination is not very good. Yeah. It's childish and mildly worrying. Uh, and you had, to, you had to leave early on for... Uh... Yes. You want to talk about yes, what you did later on? I left? had to leave for my my late anniversary dinner, which was lovely, by the way. Oh, very nice. Very lovely. I I just made it. My buses were very quick, but the buses themselves were very full. And you know, you know my liking for people. Mm-hmm. You know, very little. I I was extremely stressed by the time I got to my destination, but thankfully, uh. A little joint helped that. And the fact that I managed to get seven quid for the bag of crap that I had in CEX. Random discs. I would have got a little more, but one of them didn't have all the discs in it. But hey-ho. One. One of the two copies of the first season of Breaking Bad I had with me. And you may be wondering why did I have two copies of the first season? Well, we bought the first season separately and then we bought a box set. Because we couldn't find the final season separately, so we bought it. I have none of them now because I've sold them all. We watched it, we enjoyed it, we sold it. And it was really good, Craig. Really, really good. He's probably not even listening to us. Well, we'll make him. <laughs> we'll, ne- we'll never act in his films again. Though the only way you want to say it, but we got... Oh... No. You don't have to. You don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. Just, I, I, what about my my dinner? Or? Well, well, that or anything else you got. No, it's but, like the only thing you don't, have to, you don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. But the only thing that annoyed me during the week, I don't know if you've ever experienced this. People cold calling you, yeah, for a random shite. Mm-hmm. I got two of them this very day actually. <laughs> One was phoning to tell, try and help me about an accident that I apparently had three years ago. I told the person on the phone that was nonsense and rudely hung up on them. Not 20 minutes later, I got a second call trying to ask me about my heating and my gas and whatnot. I didn't even let him finish the sentence. I hung up on him. This may seem totally easier, but I was walking home and for school. It was back when I was in secondary. Yeah. And I was walking across the road and... I was very, I came very close to being hit by a car. Like I ran out of the car was being run. I'm not quite sure whose fault this was at the time. Whether or not I ran out before I should, or the guy was speeding up and not seeing when I was crossing the road. But anyway, the guy came very close to hitting me. And not two minutes later, as I'm walking along the road, I get a text. It's just some random. I get I get these texts all the time, but the timing of this text freaky. This this happened just. Was yeah, like you said freaky. Yeah. But uh, you said, "Have you had an accident in the last few years? It wasn't your fault." Like uh, very nearly. Maybe the person that sent you a text was the very one that nearly hit you. <laughs> there you go. I'll knock him down and then I'll give him insurance for it. 
I very I felt like did feel like taking back nearly. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. well, whilst we're on more random subjects, do you want to give the annual plug that I usually give? No, on you go. Go on. Yeah, you can plug your what your gut rot. What am I drinking? El Dorado. El Dorado, Scotland's own. Scotland's Scotland's own gut rot. It does say the name tonic wine does not imply any health giving or medicinal qualities. Because why would it? Because it's booze. Uh, it helps the mind. As I tell you a, a quick story before we get started. Let the people here. Ah, there we go. Now it's open. And now I'm going to drink some. Will you do anything for a cheap plug? For, yeah. For, just for a free sit? Pretty much, yeah. Send me booze, send me money, I don't care. Should, should, send me booze and money. I should tell you, before we get going now, what the shambles that took place upon your upon your leaving. Oh God, what happened? Well, not shambles, just the... Was it? Was I lucky to not be involved? No, it's not that, it's just... It's quite a story of what happened when you left, uh, at least I think so. When you, when you left, we, we said, oh, I, I had a bit, I had a small moan about my character. And uh, so I went to, I get, I'm getting ready to do that. And we're, me, Sam, and uh, David, yeah. his character is the one I'm giving them things. Yeah. So Sam only had a small bit, but she kind of steps up and helped the camera and sound scene, especially when there were scenes where me and Craig were both in the scene together. Oh. But uh, she would plan it out, and then I looked at it, and Craig was changing the scenes at at times with that magical rub out pen yes and it, this is a part of his attempt to get you to play Jerry which is his character even though you said no yeah yeah. He kept trying to cut out Jerry lines and give them the other people to cut out lines here and there yeah he well, that's basically because he was shitting himself about playing the part though wasn't it and I think so you tell me you had to say it I'm like Craig I don't want to play it and plus Craig you know the part better than I do because yeah. you wrote it no I I I saw his script, like I say, I saw the script and seen those three little lines and I thought that'll be absolutely fine. I'll be able to film that and leave and get to my destination very quickly. Four hours for about five minutes worth of camera time. Four bloody hours. I timed it. I, I checked from when I turned sure. up to when I finally left. I'm not sure it was four hours. I think um, I left it back at after we back at twelve, we got there at ten. Well, I'm more talking the time it took me to get where I was going. I, I, it threw my day way out of whack. So then, because I had no time to go for a drink or anything. Well, would have been, been longer if you'd taken the Jerry, Jerry's bit. Yeah, but I wasn't taking that. Anyway, the point was, that, uh, I didn't. Unbeknownst to me, there were a couple of lines right before my. There were a couple of right before my monologue. Uh, I've, I've taken I spent ages trying to learn. I spent a lot last night, and you may not have seen, but I was while we went after we went picked you up when the, we drove to where we were filming. Yeah, I was in the front with the monologue reading it over, trying to learn it. <laughs> and then I seen there's a couple of lines at the start that were maybe Jerry's and they've been given to my character. <laughs> Sneak those in there, I, and and didn't think you didn't fucker didn't think to tell me. <laughs> maybe he thought you wouldn't notice. I think he just forgot. Wow. Like, there's like three, like, three or four lines. I, I say something, and another character goes to speak. And then I can say another three or four lines. Uh, David's character says something. Then I do my monologue. So I spent enough time trying to learn the body monologue. So then I'm trying to learn these lines as well. Then they think I can get me to do my monologue. I, I keep pausing because I've finally got the lines out and I'm starting to figure, now what was I meant to say here again? <laughs> uh. 
I got it out in the end after much much trial and error. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we did we had a cool thing because Craig was there. We had uh, Sam sit the at the seat in front of seat where Craig had been, was going to be sitting, and he was going to be essentially filming as if it's his point of view. Mm. So occasionally I'm pointing at the camera as if I'm pointing at him. <laughs> like you. Well, not like that, but in that same vein. And then uh, we've got a bit we're going to do on Friday. We don't need you for that bit, but the bit we're going to redo and uh, a bit that we're still to shoot because we're redoing a bit was when the pub was a bit uh, quieter. Yeah. And now you've been seeing that bit not to a quiet night, but then by that point, by the time you had left and we'd done all my monologue in the end bit and we came back to redoing that bit, yeah. uh, the pub had started to fill up a wee bit. So, the, so for continuity purposes, we're doing it again. Uh, well, I'm assuming apart from all that, it went well enough. Yeah, it went well enough in the end. We all went, we all went, we, we all went to the college because we had to film like a two second bit there. Yeah. Then drive immediately back to the pub because Craig realised he he left something there. What did he leave? It was just a minor wee thing that you screw in any of the camera to hold the microphone. Ah, that thing. It's a small thing, but still a major thing that you can't lose, otherwise the college will be on them. Yep. Did he get it back? Yeah, we got it back. We just like, oh, there it is. That's good. And then we we all went for something to eat. We all went and made drawings. We're all chefing. Ah. And then uh, me... Me, me, David, and Craig ended up going along to the Strathclyde Junior and playing a couple of games of pool. Ah. Sam was going to come back and she had other things to do and uh, Craig and Dave were going to do it at Lucky Break, but Craig had to be somewhere by half five day on some money in for a trip. Ah. And uh, by the time we finished, maybe we got something to eat because Craig didn't give us a fucking break. <laughs> uh, Even though he kept saying that it was going to. Uh-huh. Uh, so by the time we got some tea and we did all the stuff, uh, it was already getting close to five. So we talked about, ah, he'll we'll park, we'll drop him off near there. He gets goes and pays his stuff, and then we all drove line this union, which was fine. I, I was I'm very shit at pool, but I wasn't as as terrible as I thought I'd be. No. Still did still didn't win, but I didn't expect to. So I wasn't disappointed when I didn't win. I would have won. Oh, really? How are you at pool? I'm fluky and I cheat. <laughs> so I would have won. Yeah. But did, did you think I was going to give you dishonesty? I'm fluky as hell and I cheat. <laughs> yep. What is it? What is it by any means necessary? Uh, so, I Craig was that ever though? I find was that hard to find cheap parking. That Craig ends up parking fucking miles away from the place. Because he thought somewhere near the top of Slucky Hill Street, he, he, he turned the corner for go up and turn the corner for there where he was parked. You see the co-op up the, near the very top of Slucky Hill Street. Yeah. Walk all the way down there, under a wee bit past the entries, until until you get the city, of, the new city of Glasgow campus, <laughs> and then down away, like down away that like. And you think yourself? It could have just let us out and found somewhere to park. Yeah. I said I pointed out to them, is that it there? The big sign that says Union with the big red O. And then, what was your first clue? Well, as I said, it was a big red O. <laughs> so, yeah, all in all, to say, it was a good day, and we ended up go, going out afterwards. So. Well, that's good. Yeah. But, uh, so, yeah, I should say, a big shock during the week. 
uh, Iron Brew have lost a couple of very loyal customers. And me and my brother. <laughs> yeah. Because my brother came in and said, like, last couple of bottles of Iron Brew we've bought, like, I've been able to taste the difference. It's Sprite or Coke from now on. Yep. Iron Brew have made a dreaded, terrible mistake. And when I say they've lost two of the biggest customers, I mean, you should see the recycling, the amount of, on average, the amount of Iron Brew bottles. Well, it's not good for us. The amount of bottles we're recycling is very good for the planet, so, you know, it evens yeah. out. I, the top of my fridge is full of good iron brew. He's like, so a few years later, why have you got, you know why you've got diabetes? Because you drank so much iron brew. Yes, but you know why we're still here? Because I recycled all those bottles. No, you go, do you know why we're still here? Because I drank all that iron brew. Fuck you. And then recycled all the bottles. See, I, I, I stop before I get to that point. I, I drink all iron brew, but I don't recycle yeah, but, all. Yeah, but I do, I do recycle the bottles and I just... The point is, on average, when you look at and see how many bottles of fucking empty iron brew bottles are in there, yeah. you can see how much it. Yeah, I, I figure it's not my place to do it. You know, enough people recycle that not everyone needs to. And I don't have time for it. Okay. I'm a very, 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 very lazy individual. I've noticed. Yeah. And don't like don't like to be bothered by the trials and issues of the world. Uh, anything else we want to talk about before we get into the main subject of the show? Mm, not particularly, no. Uh-huh. I, I have a surprisingly limited amount of rant for the week. Uh-huh. No- nothing that can't be ranted about at a later time. Because I'm pretty sure the millennials that I constantly whinge about will do something else that will fucking cause me annoyance. Give it time. Give it time. I mean, we've already ruined most things and whined about, oh, quality, oh, that's not PC, ooh. I mean, did you not read the thing in the paper about when bitching at the... Uh, Prince William's wife. Kate Manson. For not dressing in black to support the... All oh, the bloody sexist crap that's happening in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, that, the things up movement thing. That's the thing, yeah. And it's like, she's a pregnant woman, just probably not even wanting to go to a thing, but she's got to go to it for official crap anyway, so give her a fucking break. Mm-hmm. You know? But do you think everyone, it's like, they expect everyone to be a fucking clone, you know what I mean? Like, everyone must turn up and wear black. Maybe she doesn't think she looks good in black, especially not if she's pregnant. Yeah. Give the women a fucking break. Yeah. You know, I'm sure she has just as much care for those people that suffered sexist shit and abuse, you know, but it doesn't make a difference if you wear fucking black. You know what I mean? Just as long as you have a moral mind to it, you know what I mean? Because she doesn't wear black doesn't mean she doesn't agree with the sentiment behind it. See, your, your your belief in a cause shouldn't be based purely on the shit you wear. See, he didn't. So he doesn't have a rant. A few minutes later, what's he been doing? He's ranting. No, it was merely an observation, disguised as a rant, or a rant disguised as an observation. But I'm done. See what? Yeah, no one can see that. You can, well. Yes, he was. His lips were sealed. 
So the main, main reason we're here was to talk about our different tastes in music and oh, you'll be happy to know speaking of music that uh, we didn't play uh, Marilyn Manson last week. We didn't play the one you said. We should have done. It's the first one we played the other one you, you Ah, cool. Cool. I, I have a lot of music. Who would you describe in a few... In a, just shortly summarise. How would I describe just, my musical taste? Yes. Erratic. And erratic, eclectic, unusual. You know, I, I don't go for any particular genre of music or anything. I just base it on if I like it, I like it. The only thing I dislike is basic manufactured pop shite. You know, like anything that has been on television, like Simon Cowell type bands, you know. Uh-huh. Like, oh, look at this band that have been on the television. Oh, look, we're Christmas number one now. Oh, look, we've disbanded after a month. You know. Wait, did Liam write any of our songs? No. I, I I quite happily listen to a band. If a band is good, sound good, and has put the effort in to write their own goddamn music, like, you can't call yourself a fucking musician or an artist unless you yourself put the effort in, unless the music and the lyrics have come from you. Mm-hmm. You know? Or at a stretch, if you're showing respect to someone you liked and you're covering, like, somebody's song. But if you're going to do that, you have to do a pretty fucking good job of it. You know? But I, I like things like everything from classical music, heavy metal music, fucking 80s pop music, high energy 70s disco shit. You know, I, I like anything as long as it sounds good. What about you? I think also... Erratic is the best. It's probably the best thing to try my taste in music. Also, kind of all over the place. Just there are there just, there are just a couple of genres that I probably just I'll probably stay away from. Like what? Like country music. Country music can get to fuck. Yeah. <coughs> uh, I'm not a rap person. No. Well, there are songs. There are like if they're like songs with a bit of rap in them, mm. that aren't fully rap themselves, then then. Usually, other I like them. Yeah. Uh, like most rap songs, just to me, always sound the same. Yeah. It's one of my main problems with the genre. See, like that's you find that way a lot of music, go, especially if it's popular. Uh huh. You know, like you find you find that way a lot of heavy metal music. You know, I, I love heavy metal bands and hard rock bands. But a lot of the time, especially the really extreme metal bands, like, you know, the really heavy stuff, mm-hmm. a lot of the time, if you've heard one, you've heard you've heard the other one, you know, because they don't sound too dissimilar. They may be different lyrically, but sound-wise, they're pretty much the same. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the main genres I would listen to. Do you, do you like classical music? Mm. No, not, not what I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't go out my way to listen to classical, but like you said, rock, maybe a bit of new metal. Yeah. Although, 
there's all, all these different types of me- genres of metal. I keep, <laughs> I keep getting confused what what fits into what. Because my brother oh, went to my brother went to a new metal night at some uh, pub yeah. at the town recently, and he I kept figuring when I said yes, people, oh, is this person going to play? Because I couldn't figure out whether they fit into the category. Because I'm struggling to figure out what the fuck the category yeah. is for. I mean, you've you've got new metal, you've got bloody what are the, you've got new metal, you've got fucking. Black metal, you've got death metal, you've got industrial metal, mm-hmm. you know, you've got goth metal, mm-hmm. you've got fucking I, all sorts of shit. I, I can just say, I go by, not by genre or by mostly artists, I go by song itself. Oh. So I can like, have like 10 songs for one artist, but yeah. like just, just the one song that I like from the other, from one another. Yeah. Like Living Colour, who did uh, Cult of Personality. Uh, like I love Cult of Personality. Yeah, I try to listen to a couple of their other songs. They're utter pish. <laughs> they, they just were. They were just oh. I was much the same with that. You know the band that did Edges team. Uh, Alter Bridge. Alter Bridge. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't heard. Well, I don't even know if I've heard half their songs. But see, the song they did for Edge. Yeah. I fucking loved it. Yeah. yeah. I think. Uh, I've heard a couple of other songs. They're they're all right, but I think they're also. The kind of tone of the of the song that if you've heard Edge's theme song, then you kind of know what to expect yeah. when you listen to when they're also. I must say, well, like bands associated with wrestling. Yeah, that's... My, my favorite was always the Dudley Boys Saliva theme. Yeah. You know, because see, like when you see them coming out at WrestleMania with Saliva, and oh, that, that's one of the best. Even though, which is weird, they come out with the best fucking entrance of the night, and they don't win. Yeah, that's that's the thing you should point out. Like, it's rare that anybody look back over the history. Nobody, really, whoever gets a live entrance, ever really, ever really wins. Somebody who has a phenomenal entrance wins. Or are we forgetting many a twelve? I, I'm talking about Latin, I mean, I'm talking about live band. Like Punk, he had Living Color play him to the ring at Rain of Twenty Nine against Undertaker. He still didn't. Know. Didn't Triple H didn't. Triple H have DX play into the ring at SummerSlam and beat The Rock for the IC title. Yeah, well, I mean, I talking about Mania. Ah, uh, but still, live band yeah. playing into the ring. He won. Yeah, and they, then they played for Sean's match at Mania 14 and he didn't win. No, he didn't win. They done a lovely oh. rendition of the National Anthem, though. Everyone booed it. You know, I think, the, I think that was meant to be intentional so that they would boo them later on. Yeah. Because they were meant to be doing the song for a heel act. Yeah. But no, no one was impressed by that. Those Americans and their anthem. Like, oh. Motorhead's played Triple H twice, both times they lost. Yeah. I've seen that in uh, the eulogy that Triple H gave it, his, his thing. And they were, he was like, I'm getting fed up and coming to see you every time I go to see you, you lose. Like, on my, you look at my tablet where I store most of my music, most of the, all the songs are really are associated with wrestling. Like I've heard, like a lot of the a lot of the songs used by used for like wrestling people using the early like two thousand they kind of bands like Sliva, Brown Pool, the other uh, place. Uh, usually play songs that they've listened to songs that they've done for wrestling. Or that's why every now and then when I hear a generic sounding like rock or metal song, yeah. I'll occasionally you can go and now WWF presents. <laughs> Because it sounds like the kind of song that they would have used back in. Well, that's a bad thing because all of the songs were yeah good. 
Do you know, I honestly think listening to Saliva and listening to Drowning Pool uh-huh. when they were doing... Do you know, I think Saliva could probably have done a much better entrance theme for Triple H. Because if you ask me, like, see, we're, talk, well, we're talking about our favourite music here, but I like to tie it into wrestling a little. Yeah, I was going to say, we, we were going to do an episode next week about the importance of music in wrestling. Yeah, but, I mean, whenever you think of live entrances or themes of that era, you immediately think of Saliva, because they were always there. Mm-hmm. Uh, always. <laughs> I was serious. Oh, that's a fucking... Yeah, that's a great fucking promo package, like. You know, for the Elimination Chamber. And then they play Jericho during the song King yeah, of Mando. Yeah, that's a fucking great song. Jericho looks crap, though, but... <laughs> great song. That was when he was going through his weird I'll braid my, my goatee face. When he was tagging with Christian. Yeah, so they were known as Vitamin C. <laughs> Seriously? Good Christ. I don't think it was their first one, but they, they, you know, they would call each other... I get accused at times just by the songs I listen to. I hate people. I get accused by people of being an emo. You know, I'm not. You're not an emo. Just it's just by the, just but just because of the music that I do listen to, and it doesn't help that when I don't when I don't style my hair and the front bit starts to grow, it hangs over my yeah partly over my face, making giving me the emo. So, what? Oh, I'm so depressed. I need to hide my ugly little emo face. Like, see, like well. You can't, people can't see it, but I've got my hair partly combed, but if, I, if it grows out and it's yeah. I'm not bothered to comb it, it hangs over my face. Emo's, man. Oh, the best thing about emo's I heard was from Ed Burden. God, I'd love to kick him right in the nuts. Oh no, Ed Burden. Yeah, oh, I'm thinking of that other ginger bastard, that Ed Sheeran. No, Ed Burden. Ed Burden's cool. Yeah, he's, I've seen him live before. No, he's cool. Uh, he was talking about emos and gossip. He went, it's, it's about getting stepped to by an emo. You're an emo, for Christ's sake. I think we know of the two of us who you're more likely to harm. <laughs> yeah. he goes, is it in pool? He goes, I'm glad you laughed at that, because that's the one that's going to get me killed in a dark alleyway by a misunderstood youth. <laughs> There's going to be grainy cell phone footage of me telling that joke on the news, saying it was believed to be this, this joke about emos that sent young Quentin over the edge. <laughs> emos suck. And he's joining about ghosts, he goes, it's the same, seeing that I'm not scared of ghosts, because the ghosts make an effort. <laughs> yes. Oh, fucking emos, man. Yeah. Uh, you, you just, you look at emos sometimes and you think, why do you fuckers even try? <laughs> just stay at home. <laughs> Stop infesting the streets with your... Self-perceived misery shit. So now I want to talk about quickly, and then we'll you, you can talk more about uh, some of your like, favorite musical choices. Or, okay, okay. Uh, I'll just get the I want to briefly talk about the Killers. Just for what you saw. Yes, I've seen live in Aberdeen. Great gig, shithole of a town. Mm. As I've, when you've any listeners from Aberdeen, they won't be listeners anymore. Plus, they they know about it. <laughs> I'm you pretty know. sure they know. You know. If you don't live in Aberdeen, if you don't, if you used to live in Aberdeen, if you don't anymore, well done. Is that your statement? People of Aberdeen know. You live where you know what it's like. Like, yeah, you know, you can't not know. I can, I can just speak uh, as an official statement. I, 
Scott does not speak for both of us on this podcast. I know not of Aberdeen, so I will say nothing of it. The opinions expressed are especially those of the individual and do not reflect those of the podcast. Yes. <laughs> Didn't turn coat. <laughs> <laughs> but looking, aye, that's what we'll do. We'll put we'll have a venue for musical acts, but we'll put it miles away from anywhere else in the rest of this fucking city, making it impossible to get a taxi or for to or if you're gonna walk, it's gonna be a fucking hour to anywhere. Let me ask you this. How many live concerts have you been to? One. Just the Killers Just one? Just the Killers one. Oh, damn, that kind of kicks my next question. I've, I've been to live like shows like WWE and yeah, shit like that. But well, what, what is the worst live venue you've been to? I don't know. I've only been to like, like, really, like I remember Bray Header. You know, it used to be the... used to hold WWE events. Yeah, it used, be, used, used to take fucking ages to get a taxi for there. Hold, holds Collector Mania too. Yeah. I met Hacksaw there. Yeah. I met Boba Fett there. I met Jim Duggan there. Yeah. Right, let's not have a pissing contest. <laughs> I, I met Lance Henriksen and Robert England there. Yeah. Anyway, moving on, what was your point? Oh, I was just saying, like... I don't... Like, well, in fact, there had like, a good thousand or so people there, maybe at least. Yeah. I get some of the official thing. Oh, we'll put on, like, five or so buses. Yeah. <laughs> It's all immediately fill up, leaving everybody else waiting for fucking taxis that yeah. that take forever. I was, I, I've never much liked the. Oh, and taxis that most taxis that don't even know there's a venue on. Yeah, that sucks. No, I've never much liked the Carlin Academy. That's a venue I don't like much. Mm. I don't like the fact that you're in the because you've got you've got the pit right with the main bit where you stand in front of the stage. And you've all these fuckers in the balcony, you know what I mean? <laughs> so you don't know if some drunken fuck's going to decide to drop beer down and you're going to get splashed or something, or decide to fall out of their seat and land on you or some shit. I don't trust balconies. Well, not when I'm below them anyway. <laughs> you know. When you're up there, you're fine. Yeah, well, no, actually, because that'd be shite. <laughs> I've, never, I've never really got that. Like, how can you enjoy a gig if you're sitting in a fucking balcony? <laughs> You know, you need to be in amongst it. You know what I mean? In there, getting, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, back to me. Back to where. Back to me. That's what I was saying about the killers. Jesus. Yes. Sorry, Scott. I rather came up with a, a good analogy about about music. About it's like I don't know if he came up with or if he was just quoting it for somebody else. But it was like saying that music is like a train. Everybody's on it, and every every year or so, new bands get on and new people get off. He said, to, he said, I said at some point he discovered the killers, and I'm pretty sure I did this as well. Discovered the killers and said, No, I'm good here, I'm gonna get off here. Which is why neither of us really keep up with current music. See, I, I got on the train and never really got off, mm. you know. I, I like I like to be very scenic, I like to travel through, yeah. Uh, so yeah, the killers are okay, been my main band for a while, so the fact that I've only been to one gig and it's them, yeah. Is, and uh, they, they, like I said, they released a new album just recently called Wonderful Wonderful. Yeah, huh? It isn't. It isn't, isn't. Wonderfully, wonderfully not. No, I mean, it's got good songs on it, but as an album as a whole. Yeah. It's not not the best. Like, Brandon Flowers is the main singer. Yeah, huh? You're laughing at the name Brandon Flowers, aren't you? Yes. Yes, I am. Yeah. Brandon. Flowers. I thought you were going to laugh at the flowers. The fact that you went Brandon. Flowery Brandon. You're a little flowery Brandon. He's flowery. 
I'm done. Uh huh. <laughs> anyway, he's in a couple of solo albums in between, like in between the kill, doing the kills. He went on in twenty eleven and when twenty fifteen. Yeah, and uh, so his the stuff he does there is all right. It's not not as good as a lot of the killer stuff, and that's mainly because. Uh, their main guitarist, uh, Dave. I can't remember his fucking second name. Dave for a guitarist. Dave. Dave. Dave is something. He's he's uh, had a main input in a lot of the songs that the best songs they've written. So when it's mainly written, all songs mainly written by Brandon, you can definitely tell the difference. Yeah. Yeah, but you think. And they all have actually funny names like Mark Stromer or whatever his name is, is the other bassist. And yeah. you got Ronnie Venucci Jr., who's absolutely mental on the drums. And who kind of and kind of looks like a muppet? I just I just like like who who's the guy in the guitar? Oh, it's Dave. I can't even remember remember his second name. Oh, Dave. <laughs> yeah, well, you you talk of the killers, right? And that being your band, but have you have you ever? I was. I'm, can, can I just finish? Sorry. That's why a lot there are a few, a few songs on one front of that sound just like songs that Brandon kind of had left over. From his solo, one of his solo albums. Yeah, I will stick that one. But there are good ones like The Man, which I nearly missed at the live show because fucking women at the bar took forever to get me a drink when we went left during one of these songs that sounded like, two of these songs that sounded like, like ones for his solo album yeah. on the, came on as a sort of, let's see, we took this object and get a drink. And we missed Hoff of Smile Like You Mean It, which is an actual good song. You're like, hurry up with my drink, bar person. And they were, they were arguing with a person in front of them, so... So we missed half of Smiley, you mean it, but then right after Smiley, you mean it came the man. I'm thinking, oh, if I came all the way to fucking effort. Oh, but then they went off before they played the two main songs, which I knew they were going to come back out yeah. and play, which was Human, which is my favourite one, and Mr. Bracey, which is arguably their better known one, but, I, but I'm one of the few who doesn't actually find it their favourite. So but I knew they were going to come back home, but there was a split second when they first went off. It made me think, if I came all the way to fucking Aberdeen, I could not hear fucking Human. <laughs> So I will, if you have heard it before, then stop me, but before you leave today, I will warn you a disc, I think, I would highly recommend The Smashing Pumpkins if you're a fan. I've heard of them, i heard of Billy Corgan, because he, he got involved with TNA, he, yeah, now owns, yeah. he owns the NWA. Well, I, I have, which I would say is probably one, like, their best, well, one of their best albums there, Siamese Dream, great album. You know, I think I think you will very much appreciate it. It'll open, it'll open a new door to music and joy and all kinds of crap like that. Right now, I think the main reason a lot of people were disappointed with Wonderful was because there were quite a few people who didn't like their last album, which was Battleborn. Well, that was the last main out full album because they remember in between after after Battleborn they did uh, the best of ones mm. with a couple of new songs on it so it wasn't a full album then they went away and did another solo one and then they came back with Wonderful Wonderful yeah. and for whatever reason a lot of people didn't like Battleborn I liked I quite liked it for the, for the most part yeah but uh, so the fact that it's been that long since a full album came out and again a lot of people find it overall the disappointing mm. I think that's going to anger a lot of people I was I was actually reading. You're talking about that being one of the worst, right? Well, are people being very negative towards it? Yeah, overall, as an overall, there are good ones yeah. on it. I was reading up because you know my habit of like getting a notion in my head and go, "Fuck it, I'm going to read up on that." Uh-huh. Well, I was reading about uh, 
Oh, it was some article on fucking disco music I was reading, right? And that read into reading about the village people. Who were, <laughs> who were, well, disco, they were one of the massive yeah. bands of disco in the 70s, right? And, you know, seen as a very stereotypical gay band, you know, but they were never my fucking cup of tea. I, you know all the stereotypical songs, you know, of it, yeah. it's like all that, right? But one of the worst albums, apparently, ever, and worst album covers ever, was an album they released, I believe, in 1981, when they realised that disco was on its ass. So they decided to go with the trend and release a new wave-type album called Renaissance. And they ditched their standard look, mm-hmm. right? And if you can imagine the village people looking like Adam Ant, you know, it was considered one of the worst album covers and worst albums, period. <laughs> so there's an example of... You know, a band going, fuck it, let's change everything about ourselves and day less. And it oof, didn't work. Didn't work at all. Uh, like, I think the first, the two best songs on the album, wonderful, are The Man, as I said, and Run for Cover. And, uh, no. <laughs> and they, they, no, they were both, they both came out, they were both released, kind of, the first two songs released. And when you look back on the full album, you're thinking, you realise why. Mm. And Run For Cover, I don't know if I tell you, is actually partly about Donald Trump. Well, I say partly, you can blatantly tell it is. Like, there's a bit, in, there's a bit, in, there's a line in it, it's even harder when the dirtbag's famous. When we were on, where, you know, the rant at the start of the show, yeah. I really should have ranted, but I won't, I won't cut into the proper part of the show. I'll save it for next week. Cool. Uh. Pretty sure that's all I've, I, don't, I can't think of anything else I've got to say. Oh, I did see an article. I did tell me about article, but somebody asked Brian Flowers. Apparently, they've got a large following in the gay community, the killers, and they asked him why do you think that is, and he attributes it to uh, that when they were starting it, there were a few drag bars in Vegas where they're yeah. where they live, and uh, they said nobody at that time. This is back in like early two thousand. Like nobody was willing to take gigs there, but they were so desperate to uh, get their name out there. They thought, oh fuck it, we'll do it. Yeah, and that's why they attribute to the I mean, they were like, no, it's because it's because of Brandon. Flo- it's probably because Brandon Flowers is actually a very attractive man. <laughs> and like, what you think, Scott? Hey, I'm <laughs> I, as a straight man. I can very well point out when I see. Are you are yeah. you comfortable in your own skin? Yes, I can, I'm comfortable to say, even though I'm straight. Like, that's a good looking man right there. You like Martin and Fraser? I did. He's gorgeous. <laughs> what? Well, he is. <laughs> I think you look, you hear him telling the. Uh, the thing, oh, we're talking the gay community because we formed a few drag bars when we started it. Thinking, is that really the reason, Brandon? Yeah. Well, are we, is it my turn now? Yeah, sorry, I didn't. Well, I didn't expect thing to go on that long, but then we've got distracted with Albert and you asked me about worst venues and shit. Ah, well, something I'm currently in the process of converting old discs onto my Xbox just now, right? Yeah. And two of which I still have to transfer. Are right here, and this is an artist that I recently got into. Funnily enough, through watching, if you've ever seen the Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd movie Trading Oh, of course, who hasn't? Yeah. Well, if you remember that scene uh, in the film when Eddie Murphy first gets to live in the big fancy house yeah. and he has the party, which he ultimately ends up regretting, mm-hmm. you know? If you yourself remember the, the song that he's playing, mm-hmm. Well, the song that he's playing is on this album. Well, 
Tell people what the album is. This album is from the artist Sylvester. <laughs> or Do You Wanna Funk? And that is the song that is playing in trading places. <laughs> this is high energy, disco-like, very good. And he started out, he, he does lower songs like Dance Disco, Heat You Make Me Feel Mighty Real. Everyone knows them. <laughs> You know, it, ha it has about three songs that everyone will probably, they'll know the song, mm -hmm. but no one will know who the fuck it is, we'll just know the song, you know. Mm -hmm. But he, like, that's an example of my weird taste, because I could quite happily listen to this, mm -hmm. but also I can, I was sitting all the day listening to Jack Off Jill, you know, a 90s girl metal band, you know. Mm -hmm. I could sit and listen to Metallica. And you were talking of your first gig. Uh -huh. My first gig was in 1998. Which long before your first gig. <laughs> What's that a fucking contest? And yours was The Killers. Mine was Iron Maiden. Yeah. <laughs> Again, not a contest. I win. And I've seen Iron Maiden twice. With two different singers. And good for fucking you. I win. <laughs> Yeah. Now, uh, like you said, we were, you can listen to this, but then listen to other things like, listen to a lot of, like the new metal, like quite a lot of rock stuff, but then yeah. the, the occasional pop ish thing that I enjoy, not, uh, even though I hate most of the main current yeah. music, like, I, I like, I, please don't judge me for this. I won't. I enjoyed the occasional bit of Taylor Swift. <laughs> Why? Because what? she sucks ass. You said you like Lady Gaga. Before. Yeah, but Lady Gaga's good. She's. I find really... her. I find her unbearable. She is so fucking good. And Taylor Swift. I told you not awful. to judge. I told you not to judge me. I am judging you. Well, I ask you not. She's to... awful. I mean, I have some clangers I listen to. I liked. Um, well, I liked the one album which she released. I liked Gwen Stefani. So there you go. That is worse. Well, that's not worse than Taylor Swift. It is she, worse. It is worse. I am judging you all. You know, we're sort of cackling like a couple of colourful hens right now. Like, that's <laughs> Taylor Swift. Oh, Lady Gaga. Oh, fuck. Oh, this was your, your range in music, musical taste. But, like, I said, like I said, we said, erratic, all over the place. Fuck off. You've got Lady Gaga, who's phenomenally awesome. You've got Gwen Stefani, who had one good album. <laughs> You get Taylor Swift, who should never have been let near a fucking microphone. Busy bosom that she is. No offence, Scott. Plenty of offence to fucking Taylor Swift, but... I said, I, said, I said the occasional. Yeah, well, I, I don't judge you, because that is your taste. You know. Have, have you ever heard Klaus Nomi? No. Oh, you should hear of him. He's very good. Well, he was very good. He's dead now. But he was... It's hard to describe Klaus Nomi. You know, he was a German counter-tenor. He was an operatic singer. Mm -hmm. But he done, like, new wave type... Imagine, like, new wave 80s... Well, late 70s, early 80s music mixed with opera... It was it was a strange character, you know, very strange. But it was one of those guys. Like it was there for 
a little bit, shone very brightly, and then he died. You know, he was one one of those unfortunate chaps in the early eighties, late seventies that you know didn't think of safe sex. So yeah, he died. Is there? A, I quickly ask: Is there anybody you liked years ago? It's now when you look back on it, thinking, why the fuck was that? Into? Like, was, it was kind of like a phase, phase of like liking this person, and now you're looking at it like, can you believe I liked? I don't, I don't think or, so. There's never any band or any person I've liked that I don't like now. There's a lot of them that I liked that I don't listen to so much now. Like, you know, like when I was younger, growing up and getting into the metal thing. Uh-huh. You end up thinking, oh, I need to listen to the most metal thing in the world because, you know, I need to be cool. Uh-huh. And a lot of those bands I don't listen to now. You know, like, um, the more extreme bands like Napalm Death and Cannibal Corpse and shit like that. Mm. I I listen to them for the sake of listening to the heaviest shit, but, you know, I can't, I can't really listen to that now because it's it has no real melody to it. I have one, and from when I was like very, very young. Go on. And this comes with a cautionary tale. Go on. If you're ever gonna do karaoke, and I've only ever done, and I've only ever done it once in my life, make sure it's a you know it's a band that you're actually gonna be into years afterwards, and not one you're just liking at the time. Who was it? Again, I'm I'm afraid of being judged. I won't. I promise. On never, on never receiving any merchandise for the plugs I give, I promise I won't judge you. It was busted. <laughs> <laughs> I won't judge you. I'll just laugh at you. <laughs> yes, much, much deserved. <laughs> I won't judge, Cole. I, I pity. Yeah, you, yeah. poor man. During that. It was just a very brief phase as a child. <laughs> as, if, as a child. Okay, I'm done. I'm good. Well, you don't look it. <laughs> you karaoke busted. I again. Child. Okay, I'm too young to know anything. <clears throat> <clears throat> <laughs> this could go on for a while. I'm good. Are you sure? Uh huh. Because you, you don't look like you. But uh, <laughs> I can't see. <laughs> I, I was not expecting that. These fucking tears rolling down. So. Honestly, I'm good. <clears throat> you should be mature. You know when I said last week I didn't want to do a musical taste episode? This is why. I'm good. I'm perfectly good. So yeah, I get I blocked out all memory, memory of... Now that you've told me, well, I won't let you. I'll bring it up every time. <laughs> I want to win an argument. We've all done things we regret as children. I apparently went for it as well, by all accounts, by... What? Pray tell, what was the song? I blocked it out. 
I don't remember that one. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry I laughed at you, Scott. A little. A little sorry I laughed at you. But you felt like you gave us so much joy now. Oh, as long as I did that. Yes. Again. I think I would laugh so hard today. Again, like I said, the cautionary tale, don't do it to a band that you... Be sure you're going to be listening to this band years later. Yeah. Don't be a fierce band. Oh, that's, that's cheered me up. Are we ever going to be get? Are we going to be able to get through this without? Without me breaking it in hysterical laughter again? Yes. Yes. Yes, I'm good, man. I'm good. Are you sure? I'm sure. If you keep asking, I'm going to laugh. But oh, I don't be sure. I'm good. I'm good. I'm going to smoke this cigarette. And I'm going to laugh inwardly. <laughs> inwardly, I'm rolling about on the floor laughing at you. That, that is a little shameful. But you were young, you you didn't know any better. That's it. That's why I was asking, is there any you're embarrassed to admit that you liked? And that's, that's one I am. Uh, one that I'm embar- embarrassed I liked. That's why I think I just asked I am not there is not any one particular band I'm embarrassed I liked, but there is one particular song I'm embarrassed I liked, and it was because it was from a manufactured pop band. Do tell. Oh, this is your turn to giggle like a mad person. It was the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> That's not that bad. So it's not as, as I was say, it's not as bad as Matt one, but well, that one where we're all dressed up in Halloween costumes. Back, back streets back. It was very funky. You know that way. I, 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 I don't. I don't mind that one. Oh, it was very catchy. I know. I was that sweet kit. That was that's the problem with a lot of manufactured pop fashion. It's so you don't want to like it, but you know, it gets you. It's like Michael McIntyre. <laughs> The comedian, yeah. you don't want to like that wibbly faced dickhole, but you can't even know like him because he's he's charmingly charming. <laughs> well, I would like to keep it. There are a few things that more like discussing keep the conversation going longer, but unfortunately, the phone I'm recording this on, uh, I'm not sure how much longer we have on battery life. The battery about to be busted, is it? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm on 26 minutes, I want to have at least some if I need to phone anybody on my way home. You'll be fine. Yeah, well, I'll wrap this up soon and we'll continue tomorrow, but... I talk about bands I suddenly got into, I got in, suddenly started listening. Sorry, sorry to cut you off, but I do have one small thing to ask you as as to our previous part of the discussion. Yeah, well. Did you ever, was there ever an artist or a band that as a, not as a teenager, but as a young child? Yes, like, I, I hated that. Oh, okay. you, you really loved like you really really loved them and then you grew up and you still appreciated them but you didn't have that sort of obsessive like this is the guy or this is the woman kind of thing no i can think of i did michael jackson Hmm? i i when i was little absolutely fucking loved michael jackson that was that was my thing you know, like, I don't know. I don't know why. Like, but she was a 
you know, the Motown kind of sound, like Michael Jackson and shit like that. I loved that. And there was another band that most people, well, most people are about my age or a little older, I probably remember. Pop band that lasted in the 80s, Bros. I like Bros. I've actually never heard of any of mm. that one. Oh, yeah, I like Bros. Have you ever heard, have you ever heard that song? On a- any 80s compilation or anything, I owe you nothing. I don't. It's one of the ones I don't, I don't really know it now that you're telling me, but I'll, if I've heard the song, I'd probably yeah, it, like, oh, it's basically, it's one of those songs that see every goddamn 80s compilation you buy. <laughs> Nine times out of ten, it's where alongside you spin me right round. You know? Or fucking musical youth singing past the butchie. <laughs> I was going to say, like, Suddenly, like you know, the people you suddenly suddenly started getting into. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why. I wasn't one of the ones where I listened to one song and then I listened to a few others and I'm like, oh, this is actually. Yeah. There was a there was a band I started getting into the last few years. They've been around actually a while. They're called uh, Panic at the Disco. Oh, I I don't know them. But I, don't I, think, I think they were straight as a pop punk kind of band, but they kind of alter their style a wee bit depending on each album because so one might sound more poppy, one might sound more Rocky, indie. indie yeah. did, did, were you ever a fan of the White Stripes? No, I have heard of them. Oh, I, know of, them? I know yeah. of them, but it just I didn't realise at first that there were only two of them. Yeah, it's just because of the kind of bands you were describing you enjoy. I figured you'd quite enjoy them too. Oh, I, think I've, I think I need to listen to a bit more than just the one song. I know that, like... Seven Nation Army and yeah. all the same thing. But basically, that is for general sound. Yeah. This is a this is a really, this is a good show. So yeah. I'm enjoying this. You've gave me giggles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, if it might not be your taste, Panic at the School, uh, they do have some inventive song titles. Like their most known song is called "I Write Sins, Not Tragedies." Yeah. Uh-huh. Cool. Yeah, another good band I will mention: Sixties Man, The Doors. Uh-huh. I, I do know the name. I know the name is. Uh, it's definitely one of those bands I would highly recommend. The Doors. I love the Doors. I, myself, and my friends at the time, we used to very much enjoy listening to the Doors and, you know, mm-hmm. taking various substances. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. I'll eat so, so, so much enhanced when you take various substances. You know. Yeah, with uh, the disco. It used to be like like I think four of them, but now there's just the one left. But the but he, he so in the recording of the album he writes the song, records the lyrics, plays instruments by himself. Also, when it comes to live shows, he, he hires people to yeah play the backing one. So, but in the recording, it's mainly him doing everything. But, but he he still but, but he still releases it under the name Panic at the Disco because it's technically oh, yeah. his thing. So yeah, no, that's cool. But uh. There, there's some, there's a task for us for the next show. You can recommend some bands to me. I'll recommend some bands to you. Okay. And my God, I'll actually be giving you physical music. You know, <laughs> CDs. Another band to talk about that. We'll, we'll get to it next week because I was going to try to figure out if they're too evenly for you, even, or you might just enjoy them anyway. Hmm. It's a band called Three Days Grace. Didn't they do wrestling music at one point? I think some of those ones have been used on the video games, like uh, Riot, and, and they, they did get a new lead singer in like 2015, and you can definitely tell the difference in music, but, uh, but I can't, but I, will, I think we'll get more to that next week. Yeah. 
So yeah, that's specific. like I said, my thing's running low on charge, so we'll have to wrap this up for it. Pick this up for his phone dies on. Put it up next week in the studio, Paul. Yeah, I will remember to be there, Scott. In the studio, ne- in the studio next week, where we'll talk finish the end of the discussion and maybe talk some uh, some wrestling music at the end. Yes. 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 Right. And uh, like I say, you chose the you chose the Marilyn Manson song last week, so you know, fuck it, I'm going to choose the song next this week. Okay, you can choose them. I'm choosing next week's one. Fine. And you know what, fuck it, I'm just good because we were talking about I'm going to choose pa- a Panic at the Disco song and I'm going to choose I Write Sins Not Tragedies. Awesome. So, before we go, remember to like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash rambling podcast and uh-huh. at SP Rambling on Twitter, follow us there. And uh, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. This is, I hope so too. It's been great. We've had our moments in this episode. We've had some funny moments. We had some <laughs> genuinely discuss good discussion, and we had three laughed at me. I didn't laugh at you. Well, I did laugh at you, but I couldn't help it, man. You're probably justified in laughing at me because <laughs> I, I don't like the fact that I, I like them. But when I think of it, I'm like, and can I just I, say, well, for my for my, I was I think I was at the age at the time that they were big, and I was in their demographic. So can I just say, well done for, to you for being brave and admitting that on there. Yeah, well done. Like I said, we've all done things we regret. I, and you will know I'll be thinking of this throughout the day and probably burst into fits of laughter again. <laughs> I'm going to wrap this up before he starts laughing again. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. As I'm pacing the pews in a church corridor And I can't help but to hear No, I can't help but to hear in exchanging of words What a beautiful wedding What a beautiful wedding Says a bridesmaid to a waiter But what a shame What a shame the poor groom's bride is a whore I chime in with the haven't you people ever heard of Closing a goddamn door No, it's much better to I mean, technically, our marriage is saved. Well, this calls for a toast, so pour the champagne.